flowing in prophecy, psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. And uh, I'm not necessarily teaching in this yet what people think you're going to teach when you teach on prophecy. People think they're going to te- that you're going to teach, oh, you know, how to, how to give people predictive words. Thus saith the Lord, thou shalt go to China. Well, you know, <laughs> and, uh, but actually there's a lot more prophecy, to prophecy than people realize. Prophecy is inspired utterance. Uh, it's the Spirit of the Lord giving you the words. In fact, you know, I said this a couple of weeks ago. You, one of the ways to get more, thing, more of something happening is to teach it. You talk about it. You build people's faith expectation. You know, someone says, we never see healing in my church. I'm like, when last did you have a healing message? When last did anyone do any teaching? Well, oh, we haven't heard it for three years. Well, then that's not why. Don't be surprised. People aren't getting healed. Okay? You want to you see something increase? You teach it. Because what does what is, what is the word do? What does teaching of the word do? Increases people's faith level, doesn't it? And uh, you know, you know, you should be getting, you should be getting your faith level increased in church. <laughs> if your faith level's going down in church, then then then, then you got a question. The word should be building people up, and and you know, in the New Testament, we preach the word of God, but also the word of faith. That that reference is in the scriptures. The word of faith which we preach. I think it might be Romans 10. That's not just the name of a magazine. That's not the name of someone's ministry. That's a scriptural phrase. This is the word of faith that we preach. Because you're supposed to come to church and have your faith level increase, your faith strengthened, your confidence in God raised up. Amen? <clears throat> and and uh, I could I could spend the rest of the message just preaching on that, but I will go. We'll stick with my message. <laughs> but um, what I, what I was saying is, we teach on prophecy because we want more of the flow of this, don't we? We teach on the flow of the spirit because we want more of the flow of the spirit. And you need to realize you've got it. You've it's important that we teach and emphasize what God wants us to teach and emphasize at the time. Sometimes people come to me and say, well, why haven't you taught this in your church? I'm like, do you have any other idea how many topics there are to teach? Okay, how many subjects? And I don't change topic every week. See, people say, well, if you change topic every week, you can cover more topics. Yeah, I thank God they didn't do that when I went to school. I'm I'm really glad they didn't teach me, uh, you know, two times table one week, three to, one day, three times table the next day, four times table by Wednesday, five times table by but by Thursday, six times t- table by Friday, and then as homework seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, and I'm supposed to come back and number twelve times table by Monday. Teaching doesn't work like that. What do you do when you teach? You've got to camp on. You've got to build something in, don't you? You got to you got to spend time. That's why I spend time on topics. We don't. That means we may not get to every topic for a while. Sometimes, sometimes there's a specific area we want to grow in, and we've emphasized there. Now you know you know the word God. God might stir your heart on some things during the week as well. Um, and we're going to do some healing stuff. We've done other things, but right now, I, I, I believe we we want to grow in this area: the move of the spirit, the flow of the spirit, and the, and prophecy. And uh, <gasps> excuse me. We had some wonderful things this morning, and thank God for that beautiful flow of the Spirit. Now, remember, remember last, um, I'm going to say last week, but not so much last week, because uh, at the mo- 
at the moment there's gaps between the teachings uh at least we'll that, that won't be keep going for for now we'll 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 soon have teachings every week just we've been going with the coffee shops and stuff but um what was i saying what i was teaching what let me remind you of a couple of things that are taught um and you can go and listen to the videos it's one of the good things for the videos and recordings is to re-listen re-listen get 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 it built into you okay um you know I, I re-listen to and spend time in truths over and over again that I know well in my own life. It's one of the problems Christians don't spend time on truths. They, they try to learn loads of stuff. This goes back to what I was saying a moment ago. And even in their own lives, they say, well, I don't need to meditate on such and such because, or I don't need to read scriptures on such and such because I know that. You know, you know what? I've been, I've been teaching faith. I've been teaching the word for couple of decades and then even before that for a good decade or two i was at bible school i, I, I was learning and then but you know i was reading the word you know what I, i've known truths about this is the victory that overcomes the world even our faith and colossians that that christ has delivered me from the power of darkness colossians one is everyone know that scripture you know what this week i've been spending time meditating on those scriptures Christ has redeemed me from the curse of the law. This is one of the reasons people don't get, don't get the victory in some areas. They just assume I know that scriptures, they never think about it again. You, you, you got to build it into you. Sometimes you got to, even decades after knowing things, you go back to things, you sit on that, you can, and even the most basic things, the most foundational things, you don't assume you know it. This is part of meditating on the word. And, and you build those truths into you again. You remind yourself, I, 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 I just, I've spent time just meditating on, on Christ has redeemed me from the curse. I got some, I saw some things out of that I hadn't really saw, seen before. Because <clears throat> I'm just camping on it, amen? And that's good to do. It's really important to do. I keep getting pulled off on sidetracks. Let me try and get, get, go back to the, the topic. So in the last few weeks, as we've taught this, We've talked about the fact that prophecy is inspired utterance. What that basically means, and it's very simple, is God giving you the words. God gives you the words that you speak. Uh, we looked at the fact that a lot of times people are used to teaching or speaking out of their heads. That's not wrong speaking out of your head, you know, in day-to-day -day conversation. You, God gave us a brain, we use it. But he also wants us to learn how to speak out of our spirits, speak out of our hearts. Remember Jesus said, the words that I speak to you, they are spirit. And sometimes I said, well, that's Jesus. That, that was just his words. Yeah, Jesus is my example. We should, should the words that we speak be spirit. Okay? Don't let your religious mind go, catch you on that and think, oh, we can't speak words. Of, spirit. of course you can. It's part of the benefits of the New Testament when he said, I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. And, and one of the things that I've showed you a, a couple of weeks ago was that one of the big benefits of the Holy Spirit coming upon us and receiving the Holy Spirit is the effect it has on our words and our speaking. Not just speaking in tongues. But over and over again, you see the phrase, they were filled with the Spirit and spoke. And, and, and sometimes it says they spoke in tongues. And I believe in praying in tongues, speaking in tongues. But there's also times... It, it, when you see being filled with the Spirit affected their speaking in, in, their, in their language. I was going to say in English. It wasn't English for them. For us, it was be English. Okay? And so actually, you can speak words that are inspired by the Spirit of God coming out of your heart, coming out of your spirit. And we can sing them as well. Amen? So now let's... Uh, <clears throat> I mentioned... Again, let me just recap one or two things. Ephesians talks about 
singing, speaking to yourself, and some translations say to others, speaking to one another, but it says speaking to yourselves or to one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. What are these? Well, I, I believe we had a couple of them this morning. It doesn't have to be a, an advanced song. Uh, it, it can be sung. Some of them are spoken. Some of them are just speaking out. The Spirit of the Lord is giving you words and inspiring the words that you say, and, and you begin to speak them out. And, and as someone says, I don't know how to do that. Well, we'll we're going to talk a little bit more about it today. But you know that every person who has the Holy Spirit in their life can speak out or sing out words that are inspired by the Holy Spirit. And sometimes he can give you a song. Sometimes, and it's good to do, it's good to get familiar with this in your own prayer life. Sometimes, sometimes just let the Holy Spirit rise a song up in your heart and uh, begin to let those words come from Him. Uh, and, and in fact, let's go, let's go to Psalm 40. Psalm 40. Now, I'm, uh, what I'm going to do today, I'm going to go through some simple scriptures. I've mentioned some of these already. But, but I, I, I want to go through them and, and just camp on them a little bit as I teach. See, one of the reasons sometimes people struggle with the prophetic is we don't, we don't go through the basics with some people. We just kind of say, oh, well, you can speak by the Spirit of God, and we leave it at that. But let's look at some things in the Word. Is that all right with you? It doesn't have to be complicated. Psalm 40, verse 3. We'll start on this. Everybody there? Psalm 40, verse 3. He has put a new song in my mouth. Does your Bible say that? He has put a new song. New song. Let's, let's, let's think about each of these words for a moment. A new song. Well, if it's a new song, then, then does everybody know it yet? If it's a new song then that's exactly what it is. It's new. It's coming right then at, the, at that moment. 40, 40, 40. He has put a new song in my mouth. Now, I know this is in the Old Testament, but you know, they, they, they were people who, saw, who spoke, and song by, and spoke and sang by prophecy in the Old Testament too. The benefit in the New Testament is not that just that it's, the whole idea is new to us. The benefit is that we, we can all step into this. Every Christian, every believer. He's put a new song in my mouth. Well, if he put a new song in your mouth, what, what should happen? It should come out of your mouth. There we go. That's simple, isn't it? If he's putting a song there. Now, I, the reason I'm going to go through some of these scriptures is what I mentioned a moment ago. Faith comes by hearing. So as I, as I look at a couple of scriptures, quite a simple teaching, what, what I want is I want the word to build faith in your heart today to be able to sing out and speak out words that he's giving you. It's not an advanced teaching. It's a simple teaching. But, but it's just we're going to camp on a couple of things. And let the word, what does the word do? The word builds your faith. So as you look in these, begin to, you begin to take, you can take these scriptures and meditate on them. Do you know that you know, one, of, one of the purposes and benefits of psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs in your life is to encourage you. You know, there's a scripture where it talks about how David encouraged himself in the Lord. Someone says, I just need someone to encourage me. <coughs> Sometimes one of the ways to do that is to begin to just sing. Get by yourself. 
<coughs> and just begin to open your mouth to begin to sing a song. Someone says, I don't know, I don't know how to do this. Again, your faith for it will grow. You can get better at it. You can develop in it. Someone says, well, I don't know what to say. Just open your mouth and just sing hallelujah, hallelujah. Someone says, I don't have a very good singing voice. Well, if you really want to speak it, but you know that there's an anointing on singing. There's an anointing on spoken words, but there's also an anointing on singing things. Don't worry if you don't have the greatest voice. Go, go out in a field somewhere or go in a room by yourself and just do it. <laughs> people, don't, people don't get self-conscious singing secular songs in the shower. They don't care if they're out of tune. At the moment, you tell people to sing a song unto the Lord. They, oh, I can't do that. It is. It's good. The, the, the acoustics in the shower might help. But don't worry if it's out of tune. Don't worry if you get the songs. Someone says, I don't know what to say. Well, I have a couple of answers to that. First of all, if you're kind of apprehensive and you, you, you don't yet have your faith developed to, to, to let the Lord give you the song, just sing out of praise. Sing hallelujah a hundred times if you have to. Because there's an anointing on music. And actually, there's some things that you can tap into. There's some anointings in your own personal life that people are missing out on because they're not doing this. How many of you know there are particular benefits to praying in tongues? You know, you've spent time praying in tongues. It, there are benefits to you. Do you realize that there are particular benefits to spending time in the Word? There are particular benefits to reading your Bible or meditating on Scripture. And do you realize this? The benefits to praying in tongues may not always quite be the same as the benefits of spending time reading the Word. You can't get exactly the same thing out of both. Each one's designed to do something. Now, they might give you some things. Praying in tongues and spending time in the Word may encourage you. Yeah? But actually, when you really break it down, they need to work together to get the full benefit. Now, why am I saying that? I'm using that as an example. Because just like there are particular benefits in your own spiritual life to, to praying in tongues, just like there are particular benefits to, 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 to spending time in the Word, there are also benefits to opening your mouth and singing unto the Lord. There's an anointing. There are anointings you can tap into. And you know what? The anointing of God can move and the anointing breaks the yoke. What, do you, what did they do? What were Peter and John doing when they were in prison? They began to sing. There's a time to sing. <laughs> There's a time to open your mouth. And you might, it might be words of praise and it might be well, words of worship. It might be loud and you might run around the field. You might have gone out to a field so that no one can hear you sing. And, you, and they might look and go, oh, there he is running around the field. Man, the joy of the Lord must have hit him. And he's going around a football pitch. Okay? Or there might be times you just kneel down. It can be loud songs, it can be worshipful songs. But there's a time and a place to open your mouth and sing and begin to let the Lord give you a new song. And there is an anointing upon that that will do things for you, an anointing that you can tap into that isn't always quite the same <coughs> as the anointing for praying in tongues, isn't quite the same as the anointing of spending time in the Word. And someone says, oh man, you're just giving me another thing to do. You tell me, I've got to spend time on the Word, I've got to pray in tongues. You're getting it wrong. This isn't a law. You do these things because there's benefits to them. And they have, and there's times the Spirit of God wants to raise up, rise up a song in your heart. 
And that song might encourage you. Someone says, I don't have anyone to encourage me right now. That song from the Lord, might, might, can, can, an anointing can, can fall on you as you do that. But you see, if we're not taught about this, if no one tells us about this, sometimes people don't think about it and they don't realize you can do this. Every one of you. So what does it say? He's put a new song in my mouth. Everyone say that. He has put a new song in my mouth. It's written in the first, per in the first person like that. There's a song from the Lord ready to come out of your mouth. Who put the song there? He. He put the song there. It's from him. In other words, this isn't, this isn't a, 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 a... Now, sometimes the Spirit of God can, can remind you of a known song. Sometimes he'll put a song on your heart that you already know. But you know what? Sometimes, sometimes he might do that because he's just trying to get you singing more. Yeah, God likes singing. In fact, I don't know where the scripture is. And I, I think, in fact, it goes in line with what you were singing during worship, Jackie. Because there's a scripture somewhere which talks about the Lord singing a song over you. <laughs> he likes singing. I'd love to, how many of you would love to really just hear that song? Say, Lord, I, you know, and, and we're going to, one day we will. Maybe it'll open someone's ears. But my word, what does the song that he sings over me? He likes that. We sing to him, but he sings to you too. <laughs> but he put a song there. There's a song ready to come out. Now let's go to Romans 12, because I want to give you a scripture on something I said a moment ago. Like I said, that's not a deep, intense teaching. But, but you're going to get some things out of this if you listen to this. this today's teaching is about meditating on a couple of scriptures. And I want those scriptures to build faith in your heart for God to give you the words to speak or to sing. Begin to believe God can give me the words. Begin to believe the Spirit of the Lord can give me words to, <coughs> to sing out. Romans chapter 12. Verse 6, I just want you to grab this one phrase here. Having then, Romans 12, 6, having then gifts differing, differing according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them. Now notice this phrase, if prophecy, now what's prophecy? What have I said? Prophecy is, is by an utterance. Prophecy is the Spirit of the Lord giving you the words, yeah? Now notice this phrase, if prophesy, if prophecy, let us prophesy how? In this verse, what did he say? In? In proportion to our faith. Do you see that phrase? Let us prophesy in proportion to our faith. Does your faith have anything to do with prophecy? Now, you need to realize this. Do you realize that having faith doesn't mean you've just got faith in every area? Faith is something you develop in each area. You develop, you, 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 your faith for salvation develops by hearing the gospel. But you know that someone can have heard the gospel, but not yet have any faith for healing. Because then it was, well, really, when you hear the gospel, you should be hearing about healing as well anyway. But just by way of illustration. 
Someone might not yet have faith in the character of God and in, and in God answering their prayers, even though they might have received the basics of Jesus. See, faith is something that grows in specific areas. There's no such thing as I have faith, so that means I've just automatically got faith in every area. If someone's not heard the word in an area, they might, they're not going to have any faith in that area. Romans 10 says, how will they believe unless they hear? How will they hear unless someone breaches it? So, so we, we need to make sure we are teaching and preaching the different topics so that people are hearing the different topics. Because what will do that do is it'll cause faith to grow in each different, each different area, each in, in different individual area. I'll get there eventually. So here he talks about you can prophesy in proportion to the faith, not, not the faith that you have to be saved, but you prophesy in proportion to the faith that you have to prophesy. The faith that you've got, what does that mean? The, 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 the faith that's developed. Well, one area you want faith in when you prophesy is that, when, that God will give me the words. You can develop faith that when I open my mouth, the Spirit of the Lord will give me the words to speak. You can develop faith for being sensitive to his promptings when he says, when, when something begins to rise up in your heart. So this is why I want to do this. This is why I want to do this, uh, what I'm doing today. Now, let's go, let, let me just look at something quickly in Acts chapter 2. You don't mind a few different scriptures, do you? Because that's what I want to do today. I want to I want to meditate on a couple of different scriptures that are related to God giving you the words. Because what's that going to do? It's going to build faith in your heart that God will give you the words to speak. And this can work in different contexts. It can work in your worship time. It can work when you're witnessing to someone. How many of you remember, uh, I, 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 I was thinking about the scripture this morning, but I, couldn't, I didn't have time to find the reference. But you, you remember Jesus said to uh, his disciples, he basically said, when they bring you up before the councils and, you know, to persecute you. And he says this, he said, don't stress about what words you're going to speak. He said, the spirit of God, well, God, I, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, God, the Lord, spirit of the Lord, I can't remember which one he says, will give you the words to speak. What's he saying? There's times when, when the Spirit of God will come upon you and give you the words to speak at that time. It's not just planned speaking. We need, to, we need to have confidence in God as the source for my words. And as you build faith in this, you can become more proficient in it. You can, God can use you more in this area. You know, someone says... Well, you know, I, I don't want to do anything in the pulpit. I don't want, I don't want to, I don't want to teach because, you know, I just, I, my mind will go blank. I don't want to know what to say. There's your problem. You're relying on you. Someone says, what if my mind goes blank? <clears throat> well, what if your mind goes blank? <laughs> I'll look at this one in a moment if we get to it all. The Bible says, open your mouth and I'll fill it. I, I can't tell you the amount of times I got up in a up in a pulpit and my mind does go blank. I don't know what to, and you know what I do? I do exactly that. I open my mouth. He says, I'll fill it. Open your mouth and who will fill it? He says, I'll give you the words to speak. And again, notice where the words <coughs> excuse me. 
where the word's coming from, who's giving you the words. What did the one we read about the song? He has put a new song on my heart. So who's giving you the words for the song? So if he's the one giving me the words, do I have to worry if my mind goes blank? Now, if your mind goes blank, your confidence is in you. I want to show you something here. This, this is, this is um, I'm, I'm going to go through a few scriptures in a minute about God giving you the words to speak. But someone says, well, man, you know, I really needed a message on healing today. So right, we do messages on healing, but this is an area we all want to grow in. Do you know if we grow in this area, if we can all grow in this area, you know, even some of that beautiful anointing that was in worship today, that can go up. That can go up levels of greater flows and greater manifestations, more singing in the spirit, more songs given by the Lord. There can be an increase in the anointing, an increase of the flow of the Spirit of God. Do any of you want that? I want more of that. And it, but it can be in your own life as well, not just in some, uh, church meetings. So we're going to go through some scriptures. And these scriptures are about building your faith in God giving you the words to speak and to sing. You can take these scriptures, not make note of them, write them down, meditate on them, spend a bit of time reading them and say, Father, I thank you. You give me the words to speak. But I, want to, I wanted to point this one out because this is one we often miss. We don't think about this one in terms of God giving him the words. Acts chapter 2, everybody there? Let's read verse 4 first, and then we're going to read a bit further. In verse 4, probably a passage we're familiar with, it says, And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And what's the first thing that began to happen when they were filled with the Holy Spirit? Began to speak. Now, yes, it says with other tongues, but, but, but that's, for another, that's for another lesson. What I want you to notice is being filled with the Spirit affected what was coming out of their mouths. They were all filled with the Spirit. So when is this? This is the day of Pentecost, isn't it, we're reading about? I haven't read the whole passage. We, most of us know the Holy Spirit's just been poured out. And it says they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Who's the one who gives you the words to speak in tongues? He's the source. Notice the source. As the Spirit gave them utterance. Someone says, someone says, well, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I want to pray in tongues and I've tried to pray in tongues, but, you know, I just don't know what to say. Well, part of the problem is you, 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 you're stuck in the intellectual realm looking for yourself for the words. And you're not allowing the words to bubble up from him. That's one of the reasons. There's other reasons people struggle with it. <clears throat> but one of the reasons is they haven't built the confidence of the Spirit of the Lord. And they're, they're trying to rely on themselves. Now, jump down to verse 14 of the same chapter. Jump down to verse 14. Now, the Holy Spirit's poured out. They, be, they all speak in tongues. Now, remember what happens next. We see, we see all the people around Jerusalem began to flock around that place, didn't they? Now, the meeting had not started in the streets. It started in, in, in a room, <laughs> but it overflowed. This is the most effective way. The most effective way to reach people is, is, is by having the Spirit of God involved in what you're doing. <laughs> many, many people are just relying on themselves and their own strength. And that just overflowed out on the streets. Wow, the Spirit of the Lord is moving. But... They, we had this whole passage about they all heard them speaking in their own language and different things. And then this crowd that gathers, 
Peter then stands up to preach. This is what I want to read. I'm not going to read his whole message. I just want to read this. Most of us are familiar with this because this is the message where he says, this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. It should come to pass in the last days. I brought my spirit in all flesh. Yeah. Most of us know parts of this message, but notice this verse 14, but Peter standing up with the 11 raised his voice and said to them. Now then from there on, it goes on with the quote. The point I want to make is this. Do you realize that this message that Peter preached, he did not prepare in advance? He did not spend three weeks before the day of Pentecost preparing his message for the day that he was going to preach. Nobody in theological seminary trained him how to preach this message. Where did this message come from? How did Peter know to quote Joel? I'm sure he had heard Jesus quote Joel at the times there was things. But at this moment, where did this come from? How did he know what to say about this outpouring of the Holy Spirit? Well, some of the information would have been in his head from things Jesus had taught them and prepared them for. But you realize... The same spirit of the Lord that came upon them and gave them utterance to, to speak in tongues came upon Peter and gave him utterance with this message. This entire message comes out by the spirit of God at that moment. This, is, this message he preaches is as much a result of the Holy Spirit being poured out as the speaking in tongues was. In other words, God is giving him the words to speak. Was Pete Peter the scheduled preacher for that day? No, pro probably not. Now, this is this is the this is the problem. Do you know? Do you know? I taught in Bible colleges for years, and I believe I believe teaching in Bible college is a good thing. I'm not against it. I just don't do it as much. Well, I will be doing I'm, on Monday. I'm going to be teaching in Brighton at a summer Bible school. But I don't do it as much these days because I just feel that, 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 that we, we need more than just go, what's taught in Bible college. We need it getting out there more to more people. Amen? <clears throat> but do you realize that a lot of times in Bible colleges and, and, and theological seminaries, if you're talking in denominations, do you know that in many of those seminaries, they teach people how to preach? Lessons on homiletics, how to prepare a sermon. The problem is most of them train people to preach out of here. Very few, if any, seminaries or Bible colleges teach people to preach by the, by, with the utterance of the Spirit of God. And then we wonder why so many pulpits around the planet are filled with dry, dead intellectual messages. That's how we train them to preach. Because very little is done to build confidence in ministers and Christians about God giving you the words to speak. We train people how to make a nice message. This entire message that Peter preached came from the Spirit of the Lord at that moment. And there was an anointing upon it, and thousands of people got saved. When you speak, 
When you speak words by the Spirit of God, you know that the anointing will be on those words and the anointing that breaks the yoke, that opens the eyes, the blind, the anointing that, that, that sets people free, the anointing that penetrates the heart to, to, to convict a sinner to receive Jesus. You cannot intellectually convince somebody to receive Jesus. There has to be a work of the Spirit of God in their heart. People say, I, I want to get results like Peter got. You know, 3,000 people saved that day. It's because he wasn't relying on just his own intellectual message here. Results happened because he was a vessel yielded at that moment to speaking the words the Spirit of God was giving him. And there was an anointing upon those words. We spend a lot of time speaking out of our heads in church these days. Messages preached that I've prepared out of my intellect. Now, I'm not against preparation. But actually, a, a lot of times, preparation needs to be preparation of your own heart as a vessel before the Lord in prayer and in worship and meditating on the Word. To trust the Lord to give you the words to preach when you're in the pulpit. If you just preach an intellectual message, it's going to just produce intellectual results. But there's an anointing upon this message. Why? Because the Spirit of the Lord is giving it to him. So when you speak words by the Spirit of God, his anointing, his presence will be on those and they'll produce results. We can't manufacture results. Now, let's go to a few, let's go to a few scriptures and then we're, we're going to close. We'll, we'll close shortly. And I understand you guys got to slip away. That's fine if you don't worry about that. Go to Isaiah 50 and verse 4. Isaiah 50, which is, I'm just going to show you a couple of scriptures because these scriptures are about the Lord giving you the words to speak. Isaiah 50, now verse 4. Now I'm going to read this out of a different translation to what I normally use. I'm going to read it out of what's known as the Isaac Lease. In fact, I'll read it out of the King James first. <coughs> Bless you guys. Have a good time. That's fine. Bless you. Isaiah 50 and verse 4, the King James says, The Lord God hath, this is King James, so hath, hath given me the tongue of the learned. Who gave me the tongue of the learned? That I should know how to speak a word in season to him that is weary. This is, a, this is an amazing verse. I love this verse. I have spent so much time in my own life meditating on this verse. Many times when I preach, I, I, in my prayer time, I, I use this verse. And I say over myself, Father, I thank you that you have given me the tongue of a learned disciple. You, in fact, I'll read your translation in a minute that says a tongue for teaching. Now, I'm not boasting in myself on what I'm about to say, but you know, people come to me and say, oh, you're such a good teacher. <laughs> I, 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 you almost sometimes want to laugh and say, if only you knew. Not the greatest teacher, but you know who helps me. Let me tell you about the one who helps me to teach. He's the one who's given me the tongue of a learned disciple, the tongue of a teacher. He enables me. He helps me explain things. I sometimes listen to my own recordings and I thought, my word, I couldn't explain it that good if you asked me to right now. <laughs> and I'm like, how did I explain it that well? And it's, you know what, who did that? He did it. But this is a good scripture. Begin to trust and believe God. God has given me the tongue of a learned disciple. He's given me the tongue. He, he fills my mouth with words to speak. 
If you build your faith in this area, <clears throat> what will happen? Your faith to prophesy will go up. Because prophecy has got to do with speaking out words that the Lord has given you. Let me read you this out of the Isaac Lisa translation. It's, not, it's a less known translation. It says this, The Lord eternal hath given me a tongue for teaching that I should know how to strengthen the weary with the word. People say to me, oh, I wish I knew how to help people with the word. Take this. He says, he's given me the tongue. And because of that, I know how to strengthen the weary with the word. I know what to say at the right time and when to say it. I know how to say it. Not because I've got, because I'm very clever, but because the spirit of the Lord is enabling me to say it. And when I say it by the words he gives me, his anointing is upon those words. And those anoint, that anointing will minister to people as well as the words themselves. He can give you the right word to say at the right time. But don't just take these verses and say that was a nice set of scriptures. If you want to grow in this, take these and read these through the week. Read these, build these into you. The Lord eternal has given me a tongue for teaching that I should know how to strengthen the weary with the word. He waketh morning by morning. He wakeneth my ear to listen like those who are well taught. People, sometimes you're preaching and say, oh, you know, the Lord is speaking to me this morning. And someone thinks, I wish the Lord would speak to me when I woke up. Take this scripture and speak it out. Father, I thank you that you, you wakeneth my ear in the morning by morning. Like you, you've given me the ear to listen like one who's taught. Take the word. Let the word build that faith. Meditate on these scriptures and it'll increase your faith for the spirit of God giving you the words. Don't walk around and say, I wish I could sing out prophecies, but I don't know what to say, so I'm just never going to do it. That's faithless. Don't do that. Take the word. Take these scriptures and say, Lord, I want to build my faith to be able to sing words uh, that you've given me. Okay? I'm, I'm not going to go through them all, but write down Isaiah 11, verse 2 to 3. The scriptures I'm giving you now are the scriptures I used in my own life to build my faith in this area for teaching. Okay, now Isaiah 11, you don't have to go. This is the one that talks about a rod coming out of Jesse. And it says, the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, a spirit of wisdom and understanding, counsel, might, knowledge, and the fear of the Lord. And someone says, well, that's talking about Jesus. Yes, and who do you think I'm in? I'm in Christ. I am in the body of Christ. So that, that, that spirit of wisdom and understanding, same spirit of the Lord upon Jesus, upon the body of Christ. Okay, another one you can write down, Isaiah 59, verse 21. It talks about, this is my covenant with them, my spirit who is upon you, and my words which I have put in your mouth. My words which I have put in your mouth. Can God put his words in my mouth? Yeah. That was Isaiah 59, verse 21. My words, which I've put in your mouth. Someone says, oh, well, that just applies to him. Well, if you want to let it just apply to him and you don't want to meditate on it and trust God, then that's fine. Let me read you some other. Uh, well, I won't read this, but in Jeremiah 1, what did God say to Jeremiah when he says, I will danger as a prophet to the nations? He says, I will put my word in your mouth. 
You see God repeating this over and over again for different people. Because I will put my word in your mouth. Let's look at a couple in Psalms and then we'll finish. Psalm 45, verse 1. These are good verses. Psalm 45, verse 1. If anyone wants the verses afterwards, if you missed some of them, I can give them to you. In fact, let me run through the I'll give him, I'm going to read the ones that I've given you so far. Isaiah 50, verse 4, 5-0, verse 4. Isaiah 11, verse 2 to 3. Isaiah 59, verse 21. And then Jeremiah 1, I didn't give a verse for that, but that's where the Lord says, I, I've put my word in your mouth. And we're now in Psalm 45 and verse 1. Now, I, I put these together some of the, other people pointed some of them out, but I, I just, in my own life, I put together a list of these and I've meditated on them when I started out in ministry. And I spent time in these. These verses will make you a better preacher of the word than any, any training and ability you try to develop yourself. <laughs> Psalm 45 verse 1. You know, there's power in the word of God. There is power in the word of God to fulfill itself. And when you take the word and meditate upon it, these words... Will, will creatively begin to fulfill themselves in your life. When you meditate upon the Lord giving me the tongue, He knows, gives me the words to speak, that, and your faith level will go up, those words will start to produce that, and God will give you words to speak. Psalm 45, verse 1. My heart is overflowing with a good theme. I recite my composition Concerning the king, now this is the one, my tongue is the pen of a ready writer. My tongue, who's the writer? <coughs> the Lord's the writer, but my tongue is his pen. I say, I say that all the time, my tongue is the pen of a ready writer. I recite my verses as to a king. He's given me the tongue of a learned disciple, and I know how to speak a word that's in season to him that is weary. I speak these things out over myself. Let's look at a couple of others. Psalm 49. In fact, we might just end on this one in a minute. Psalm 49, verse 3. Psalm 49 and verse 3. You can find others in your own time. But it says this, My mouth shall speak wisdom. Someone says, oh, I, I wish I knew what to say when someone asked me a Bible question. I never know what to say. No, you stop saying that and start saying this. My mouth speaks wisdom. And the meditation of my heart shall give understanding. Give me understanding and also give other people understanding. I will incline my ear to a proverb. I will disclose my dark saying on the harp. Now, the verse uh, the, in the translation I'm reading, it says dark saying. doesn't mean dark as in the kingdom of darkness, but the word there means riddle. A riddle. What's a riddle? But he says this, I will disclose, make it revealed. My riddle, a riddle is something that's not disclosed. I will disclose my riddle on the harp. Was that a musical instrument? There is the singing part again. Do you see there's a singing part to this? There's a saying part, there's a singing part. 
The body of Christ does not do this enough. Christians don't do this enough. We don't step out into this enough. And we, we don't yield to the Spirit in the Lord. He put these scriptures in places like Ephesians where he talked about uh, speaking and singing. singing. There's, there's one that says singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. <coughs> is the one which I've already quoted. Speaking to yourselves in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Should we do this? You know that if the body, if Christians would begin to do this more, we'd see more of the flow of the Spirit of God in our own lives and probably in our churches. We, we've become just some. Some of these things have been shut down a little bit, and 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 part of it's because we haven't been taught about this. It doesn't have to be a "Thus saith the Lord, Thou shalt go to China," or "Thus saith the Lord," you know, in some great word. But it can be psalms of praise and worship and singing out to the Lord, and His anointing will be on those words. If you build your faith, you can do this. Amen. We can sing those songs unto the Lord. And this is why I'm teaching on this because, and I believe we've already seen some, some, a bit of a flow in some areas in this as we've been doing it. But I want to see more of this. I want to see Christians flowing and singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs in your own life. Speak it and sing it. In the verse that I read at the end of the last time, Paul said that. He said, I will, I will say with my understanding and I will sing with my understanding. He said, I will speak with the Spirit and I will sing with the Spirit. There's both, isn't there? Don't hold back on the singing part because you think you're not a singer. <laughs> Just begin to say, Lord, in your word, you, you talk about these things. It says singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. So I'm going to be a singer from this moment on. I'm going to trust you to give me a new song in my heart. And I thank you, Lord, that you do that for me. Amen. Hallelujah. So... I trust we're going to see more of this as we teach on this. And there's other topics we're going to teach on at other times, but this is an area we're growing in at the moment. And I thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Father, let's just pray. Father, we just thank you for your goodness. Lord, I thank you that you give us words. Lord, I thank you at the right time, you give us the right word to say. Father, I thank you. Even, even when, when my neighbor is talking to me and he's having a bad day, and he's feeling down about his family. And he's feeling down about the, the things that are going on in his life. And, and maybe I've not, not had an open door to witness to him. But I thank you, Lord God, that, that, that he might just step out of his house and just be under gloom and oppression and darkness. And I thank you that the Spirit of the Lord can come upon me and I can speak a word that is in season to him that is weary. A word that is in season. I thank you that my tongue is the pen of a ready writer. My tongue is yielded to the Spirit of the Lord to speak out and to sing songs and psalms from the Spirit of God that He's given me to sing and speak out. And I thank you, Lord, as we do so, we'll tap into those, those, those particular anointings and those particular anointings will release areas of blessing and areas of ministry into the churches and into the body of Christ that many are not experiencing. And many, many churches and many individuals are not tapping into that anointing and not tapping into those flows because they're not stepping out to do this and they, 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 they give no place for it in their lives or in their churches. But if we'll give place to this, and if we'll, we'll see this is in the Word, this is part of the New Testament, we'll, there are our anointings from the Spirit of God that will flow. They're being held back. They're, they're not flowing in church meetings like they should because we're not doing this. But as, if, we'll, if we'll open our heart and see this 
and begin to say, yes, we need to allow space for this and we need to let this happen and we need to teach on this, then those anointings will be released and those moves and flows of the Spirit of God will flow in my churches and they'll bring blessing in the areas because that many people are missing out on right now. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We give you the glory and honor for that, Lord. We worship you for that. Lord, we want everything you've got for us. We want every flow of the Spirit of God. We want the healing flow. We want the delivering flow. We want the prophetic flow. We want the, the move and the flow of the Spirit of God. We want a flow of peace. We want a flow of joy. And we want everything that you've got for us, Lord. We don't want any flow being, being blocked. We want the blessing and anointing that each flow brings and that you've intended it to bring. Hallelujah, Lord. So we just want to be a, a, a church that just steps in and says, Lord, we'll have it all. We'll have it all. Everything you want to do, we're just going to, we, we'll open our hearts to it and, and we'll have this flowing more amongst us. Bless you, Jesus. Bless you, Jesus. We give you glory and honor. We give you glory and honor, Lord. We give you the glory and the honor. Hallelujah. And Father, I thank you for the things that we've already had happen in today's service. Thank you for your presence flowing in worship today. That was beautiful, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that your spirit ministers to people. And Lord, I just thank you now, just as we close, I just want to thank you, Lord, that every person here, your spirit ministers to them, whatever the need is. I speak life. I speak healing. Thank you, Father God, that you heal bodies. Thank you for healing taking place, Lord God, and that you, you heal bodies. Thank you that you quicken minds and strengthen emotions. Thank you, Lord God, that churches should be a place where people are touched by the Spirit of God and should have needs met and ministered to. So I just thank you, Lord. I just thank you. I lift up every person. Some of them have already had to slip away early, but I lift them up and I thank you, Lord, that your Spirit touches and ministers to people. Each person here and the ones who've already left and even the ones who didn't make it today or on holidays. Thank you that your Spirit ministers to them. And we just give you the glory for that, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, bless you. Good to see everybody. Does anyone have anything that they want to uh, add to that? <laughs>